Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. Welcome back to Brands Without Borders, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who want to break out of the old way of doing business and see the world while they're at it. I'm your host, Katie Smith, an art director, brand strategist, and the founder of Dropcap Design, where I've been building brands from the road since 2014. Each week, I'll bring you stories from abroad while breaking down the fundamentals of how I build story-driven, influential online brands that break the mold. So go ahead, put yourself out there. I've got your back. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to Brands Without Borders. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my goodness. It is such an honor. You have become such an inspiration and just a dear friend. And it really is an honor to get to talk with you and to work with you. And I am so thankful for you in my life. For those of you who are not familiar with Flourish... We have been working together for a couple years now. I think I hired you like three weeks before I had my middle child, who is now two and a half. I remember I was very pregnant and I was like, I need to hire you and I'm about to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, so join on really fast. But for those who are not familiar with Flourish, which I think most people who follow me now follow Flourish, but give us a brief rundown of the apothecary, of the website, of all things Flourish. Yes, so I am a holistic nutritionist. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. And I actually got into all of this because when I was in college, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which is an autoimmune condition. And then about, oh goodness, six, seven years after that diagnosis, immediately after my first child, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which I know a lot of women are very familiar with Hashimoto's and that's thyroid autoimmune disease. But really it was that college diagnosis that got me into all of this. And so I started more in food blogging. I wrote a cookbook and then eventually transitioned to Flourish a few years back. Oh goodness, a few is like two to three. So this is more like six plus years back. I was actually pregnant with my first child. And yes, so Flourish is just a place where kind of all the world's I would say combine. And it's really a refreshing approach to wellness. Having a conversation with a friend the other day and so much in the natural space and maybe I'm just so inundated with it right now, but it's very like black and white. And I really think that there's this beautiful middle ground that's kind of that gray area. And I really believe that that is where health is. Health can be going for a run or doing some sort of exercise that you love. And it's really about what you love and what makes you healthy. But health can also be, oh my goodness, I've had a day and I need to eat some pizza and chocolate and sit on the couch. And I very equally believe that that is healthy. Now, if you're doing that every single day, then that's not healthy. But I do believe that health can be in this beautiful middle ground. And so I do one-on-one nutrition consultations. I have workshops. I do a lot with blogging and just putting information out that way. And then about a year and a half ago, I remember it was actually when you and I met in person for the first time. And I was like, Katie, I have to talk to you about this idea. Little did I know I was right when I said yes to the apothecary side of my business. 
I found out the same day that I like officially committed to the apothecary. I found out that I was pregnant with my third child, but I opened the apothecary shop about a year ago, last June. And you have been such a beautiful part of that. But the Flourish Apothecary is really like, how can we make the wellness products that we use and we bring into our home? Like, how can we make them joyful and beautiful? And so it's not just about taking supplements and vitamins just to take them and to take 5 million different things, but you'll know notice like in the apothecary shop, it's not just a bunch of pills. And I did that very, very intentionally. Like, can it be a nighttime tea? Could it be a lotion? Could it be honey? Could it even be chocolate? Could it be a tincture that you add to your morning cup of coffee that you can't even taste? So you don't even know it's there, but it's giving you the benefits. And so how can we bring back just joy into wellness because I feel like that is often so missing, whether it's in the holistic space or the more medical space, like everything kind of feels cold and sterile and clinical. And so the apothecary shop, oh my goodness, it has been so much fun. And you know, what's interesting about it. And I know so much of what you do, Katie is virtual. And yes, you do get to deliver the more tangible side, like the website and the branding, but having that more tangible side, like, oh my goodness, I get to package something up today. Like it has brought so much joy to my business and really was something that I didn't know I needed so much. So I just gave you like a 15 minute answer. I love it. Well, it's so cool too, because I remember it had been such a journey towards flourish when we first started working together on the brand that it had evolved beyond what it had initially been for you. We were so inspired by apothecary botanicals so much earlier in the Flourish branding that evolved into its own apothecary. Like what, six months later? It was really a beautiful evolution. It was. It was so organic. Like it just happened seamlessly from what I saw. I'm sure behind the scenes, it was a little bit more than that. No, but it it was. It felt like one of those business decisions that although like when I get pregnant, for anyone that follows me, I am in bed, I am hooked up to IVs, I am not functioning and I am that way for nine months. And so it felt like, I don't know how to describe it. It just felt like this beautiful addition. And we can talk about that a little bit, but I think a lot of that comes from quieting that outside noise. And there's just so much clutter and noise in the world. And so that, you know, that goes back to health and we can tie all that in, but that goes back to health. Like when we quiet that noise and listen to our intuition, the decisions that we make are going to be made from a place of more peace and calm rather than stress and fear. And I think that is a big part of our wellness journeys is how we're making decisions. Absolutely. And I know that from your own story, it started with a diagnosis that created a major life-changing alter. And then with Hashimoto's, same thing. It's really been such a pivotal milestone in your own journey with motherhood and with entrepreneurship and just as a person. But I also know for me and for a lot of people who might not have had a similar health crisis yet, we're quickly working towards one as digital entrepreneurs who are staring at screens, sitting for so many hours of the day, suppressing a lot of stress and fear in a very uncertain space, especially this year. Have you seen with your clients or just experienced yourself an increase in stress and overall unhealth in the space lately? Yes. And I think we have to take a step back for a second. I think many of us did not 
start our own businesses to be stressed out humans. And so I think that's why many of us started our own businesses is we wanted more control. We wanted less stress. We wanted to say, okay, like I don't want to work in a cubicle from nine to five. But then we get into our own businesses and I get it because you and I were talking before we even hit record, like there are a lot of stressors. I mean, for me, you know, when I'm pregnant, not a lot of work happens, but I still have to pay all the same bills, whether or not I'm bringing in income. And so those are very stressful things. But I think if we can take a step back and say, why did I really get into this? And am I still in alignment with that? And oftentimes that means saying no to things. So yeah, I think just going back to like, why did you get into this in the first place? But yes, I would say anxiety is off the charts, not just with adults, but I am having a lot of clients who are coming to me with their children who are very, very anxious. And I know there's a lot of reasons for that, you know, kind of especially a few years after COVID, that is really really impacting where anxiety is coming from. I also fully believe that anxiety is not our final destination. And that does not mean that anxiety is not real. Anxiety is very, very real. I've been walking through it very intensely this past year and needing to get some serious help dealing with some postpartum mental health issues. And so anxiety, depression are very, very real. But so much of what we're doing is not addressing the root cause. And so anxiety, even depression is a symptom. Overwhelm is a symptom. It's not actually the root cause. And so if we can get more at the root cause of what is causing this, and that is a whole nother podcast for another thing, but I would just plant that little seed in your ear. Like your symptoms mean something. So if you're sitting down at your computer every single day to do your work and you're like, okay, I have zero creativity. And I'm not just talking like, okay, we all have days where we have no creativity. That is totally normal. But if every single day you're sitting down and you feel like this intense burden, like a paralyzing burden, or you don't feel creativity, and that's been happening day after day after day, I'd say listen to that. Like that is your body crying out for help and don't suppress that. Listen to it and then figure out, okay, how can I get the right people and the right resources to help me get out of this funk? Because I feel like we're walking this dangerous line right now as a society in general that just is seeing, oh, well, everyone's just stressed out, overwhelmed and anxious. And that's just how it's going to be. That's just how, especially women, that's just what it's going to be. And that is not your final destination. It doesn't mean we don't have moments and seasons that are more stressful or are more anxious, but I firmly believe that we can do something about it. And that's really the beautiful part. Absolutely. And I feel like I've even experienced it so much on my end because this is the first year where I've been doing a lot of mastermind. It's fun working with people who are just starting out in business. And when I relate what they're experiencing with what I'm experiencing, I can remember what it was like. It'll be, job cap will be 10 years old in the spring, which is exciting, but I also am like 10 years away from someone just starting out. And when I look at their businesses where my business is, I can remember that excitement and that clear focus of like, I know what I want to do and I know who I want to do it for. And then when I look now, I'm like, I've grown in so many different directions and built something so big that I added so much anxiety to my plate. And at some points I don't even realize that that's what I was signing on for. And then you add to that, you know, 
travel or building a team or family. And it suddenly becomes this management beast. But at the end of the day, you just wanted to be able to work from a coffee shop. (laughs) And so I definitely have experienced and seen how quickly we can create like insurmountable situations or things that even feel that way. So for those, and I'm a hundred percent in a season of managing stress, but I think for everybody, this has been a difficult year in business, especially in the States. And, you know, that's across the board, like every client I've talked to. And I think most of us have quietly been dealing with it because we feel like we're the only ones when it is so industry-wide online. So I think a lot of people are dealing with quite a bit of fear and stress and pressure. And that is when we're so compromised with our health and can make it so much worse. What is some of your like go-to first steps for digging yourself out of the hole that are like, you can start to feel some immediate relief? Okay. So one thing I just want to add is, and then I'll get to your question, but I think one of the most important things to do is to not suppress it. And so much of what we do as humans, because it's natural, is we suppress everything. Even think like, oh, you know, we have a fever. Well, take a medication to suppress the fever. Well, the fever is there for a reason. So suppressing it really isn't solving the issue. So I just use that to an example, like whether it's stress or emotions or a fever, whatever that case may be. And that doesn't mean you have to air all your dirty laundry on Instagram, but I think even, you know, if it's a conversation with a friend who's in a similar place to you, like, Hey, like I'm really struggling. I'm struggling to pay my bills. August was a hard month. Like, what are you doing? Are you experiencing something similar? I think there can be a very safe space to vent and to talk about it because suppressing it is only going to spike our anxiety and our stress even more. So that would be like my biggest thing overall is find a way where you can get it out in a healthy manner. And then I think we have to really understand like how stress works and our adrenal response and our body's stress response before we can know like what to do. So can we do like a quick science lesson from a non-sciencey person like myself? And I know I'm speaking to a lot of creatives, but I am not, I almost failed biology and chemistry. I am not the sciencey person, but I think having kind of a basic overview of what's going on. So your adrenal system, your adrenal is your body's fight or flight mode or like your emergency response team. So think of this as like there's a fire going on in your house. Your adrenal system is those firefighters. They are rushing to the scene, that paramedic rushing to the scene to help solve the problem. Now, what would happen if this did happen to me a few times when I moved into this house, but what would happen if every single day your smoke detectors in your kitchen were going off? And those firefighters were rushing to the scene every single day, maybe even multiple times a day. Eventually, they'd just be like, I forget that crazy lady. Like, we're not going to even help her. And so kind of think of your adrenal system that way. So you have stressor after stressor after stressor. And I'll define stress in a minute. But you have all these stressors that ultimately that firefighter team is like, no way, I'm not coming all the way back to that house. I'm just forgetting it. And so they kind of leave you just stranded. Does that make sense a little bit, that analogy? Yeah. Or you want to like take the smoke detector out entirely. When it's still helpful, it doesn't serve its purpose. It makes perfect sense. So that is kind of what your adrenal system does. Now in a functioning adrenal system, stress is not all bad. I think we think of stress as like, oh, it's this big bad wolf. It's negative. No. 
a certain amount of stress is really good. I mean, you know, a deadline that sometimes kicks your brain and your creativity into gear. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get this done. And then you get it done. And maybe it's a little bit stressful, but you feel so confident and proud of yourself. And all those good emotions create all those good hormones, which then calms that stress response back down. So that is what should happen. Think of it like a roller coaster. So we should have an incoming stress. We should handle it. We should survive it. We should do so with confidence. And then we should come down from that stress. The problem is in modern times is stress is just flying at us from everywhere and we are riding the roller coaster to the top or we're climbing to the top of the mountain and we are just staying there and we are just like up there with our stress. And so our body never has a chance to come back down and recover. And so eventually, like I used the firefighter example, our body's not handling stress normally. That's where that burnout comes in. So when you think of like adrenal dysfunction or symptoms of that negative stress response, I would say to this audience, like more creative entrepreneurs, brain fog, lack of creativity, even decision paralysis. So not being able to make a decision. I think that's a really big one that a lot of people nowadays struggle with. And I'm not saying don't make a decision like out of haste or, you know, I'm all for like intentionality, making an intentional decision. But if you are like really, really struggling making a decision, that's a good sign that your stress response is not fully functioning. Lack of creativity. I think I already said that one. Another symptom would be hair loss. That is a huge one. Even nausea or lack of appetite, anxiety, sleep struggles, weight gain, especially like in your tummy region, if the weight gain is specific to that area. So those can all be kind of those symptoms of stress. And now that I gave you another really long answer, I forgot your initial question. No, but I'm just so intrigued. So I feel like me as well as probably a lot of people have experienced some, if not all of this, especially this year, if someone is listening to you and is like, okay, yeah, it's an adrenal problem. Do you just take things off your plate? Are there certain supplements that can help your body regulate stress a bit better? Like what if the circumstances can't change, but you need to get through it. So yes, absolutely. There are times this past year for me with three children and one newborn, there are times when my situation could absolutely not change. And I think what's really interesting, and again, I know I said this at the beginning, like the world isn't black and white. And so I think there's one side that's saying, okay, the phrase you can't pour from an empty cup. And there's another side that's saying, oh, you absolutely can pour from an empty cup. And I think we have to meet in the middle and say that, yes, you absolutely can pour from an empty cup. (laughs) This past year, I'm living proof of that. But there's a but. You cannot pour from an empty cup forever and you cannot pour from an empty cup without consequences. And so I think that's kind of that middle ground that we have to meet in with that phrase. So if you can't change your circumstances, yes, this is where nutrition and supplements really come into play because a lot of us, like whether it's a day, a week or a month or a few months, we can't change our circumstances. I also think it's really important to note that like, again, you can't stay like this forever. So do I have a big project that's launching? I'm launching a huge website and oh my gosh, it's a stressful week. Do I then need to, on the bookend of that, do I need to have a margin day? Do I need to have a day where I sit on my couch and eat chocolate? Or do I have a really big project and you know what? Eventually enough is enough. And I know if I go to bed and I go to bed at 8.30 or nine, I know that actually I'm I am going to be more productive that next day if I simply go to bed. And so I think a lot of times, especially as entrepreneurs, because our list never ends, right? It's not a nine to five job where you walk out the door at five. 
I'm always asked like, you know, how many hours do you work in a week? I'm like, as many as I have available to work. <laughs> like, There's no set hours. Yeah, it can feel like a never ending thing. I actually felt this on Saturday. I had a bunch of my plate things I was trying to finish and our mastermind started Sunday morning. And Saturday would have been like an ideal day to prep, you know, like get everything ready for the mastermind. And instead I was like, I'm just going to take day off completely off and rest. And I slept for 12 hours and I woke up feeling so much clearer and like a whole day of preparing could not have given me the clarity that sleep did you know I would say that is my like biggest thing is maybe you can't take something off your list but maybe you can shift when it's done so as far as sleep that's what everything is going to go back to and the best sleep I may be saying this to the wrong audience. A lot of night owls might be listening, but scientifically the best sleep happens between the latest 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. I would even argue it's more like 9, 9.30 latest. I would say 9.30 to 6. And so it doesn't always matter like 12 hours. That's great that you got 12 hours and you clearly needed that and you're in a position where you can get that 12 hours. So get that 12 hours. But a lot of us, we actually need deeper sleep rather than more sleep. And so we need that deep restorative sleep. And a fun fact is women's adrenal glands can only rejuvenate at night when we are getting deep restorative sleep versus men's adrenal system. They can rejuvenate up to 98% throughout the day and they only need 2% to rejuvenate at night. So that is one of many reasons why men scientifically need a lot less sleep. I always pull that one on my husband. I'm like, you can deal with it. I'm going to bed. It's science. But I would say one of the simplest things and you can do this for free, is instead of being like, oh, it's eight o'clock at night, I'm pulling out my laptop, go to bed, pull out your laptop at 5 a.m., pull out your laptop at 6 a.m., but seriously, go to bed. And for people who are like, well, I get my best work done at night, you've got to slowly shift that, and you will notice that that does change. So don't think you're just, you know, like, go from being a night owl to all of a sudden, you know, getting sleep. But over time, once we focus on that deep restorative sleep, everything else starts to fall into place. Like, sleep is truly the foundation for everything, and I have a really great guide that Katie designed on sleep. I'm sure we can link to that, but... That would really help you because I don't have time to go into all of that, but that's a great resource. I'd say exercise and exercising in a way that you love. And what is really interesting about exercise is for me, exercise is truly about the mental health benefits more so than the physical benefits. I honestly could care less about what my arms look like. (laughs) And, And there's lots of studies that even go into this that are showing that exercise is actually that much more effective than anti anxiety, anti depression medicine. This is a topic that's been really, really heavily studied, especially in the past few years. But often what happens is so like if you're sitting at your laptop, you're pushing through when you really probably shouldn't push through. You have all these stressors and eventually like, you know, a boiling pot of water, it's got to explode, right? And so exercise can kind of come in and diffuse that situation so that you don't have this total meltdown, whether it's physical, emotional, or both. And so I think exercising in a way you love, and for me, that's really a non-negotiable. And I approach this from a perspective of, it's not that I want to exercise. I do want to exercise, but it's more, I need to exercise because I know what it is going to do for me. And so really guarding that time and figuring out how can I work that best into my schedule? Like when is that time when I'm going to get the peak benefits? You know, I have children, so 5.30 in the morning is the best time for me. But maybe it's something that you're like, okay, I always get this afternoon slump around noon. Well, 
figure out when you can bring in some exercise that truly is best for your schedule. And then supplements, yes, play a huge role, especially if you are just in a situation where you're like, I can't take things off my plate. And even if you are in a situation where you can take things off your plate, once your adrenal system is so depleted, there's no real amount of like realistic sleep or realistic food or realistic self-care that can heal the situation. We really do need targeted supplements to come in and to help restore because you can't scientifically like make up for it. We really need targeted supplements. So yes, your body would truly be depleted. And obviously there's different levels of depletion. And a lot of that, you know, someone like me can figure out based off your symptoms, like where you're at. And, you know, for some people, they're just exhausted for other people. It goes beyond that. So I would say there's definitely a varying degree, but I would say there's a few things in general supplement wise that you can do. I'm happy to talk about this, but then other things, oftentimes you're actually going to save time and money if you work with the right person to figure out, okay, like what do you actually need rather than just, I am all for Googling and advocating for yourself. I actually am a big fan of Dr. Google's within bounds, but I also just want to add like, well, you may not need that. Maybe you need that supplement. Maybe you don't. And so I think working with someone to try to figure out your exact needs can be really, really helpful too. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I think that one thing that's been really hard for me is that the adjustment coming back has been a little bit harder. Just getting back into a rhythm. August is always a hard month, you know, the beginning of September. And I've noticed that my body feels a lot more depleted than normal. Like sleeping so much this weekend was weird. You know, I've required a lot more water to feel hydrated. My workouts, I feel like I'm more like sore than normal. And it's all these little things that like you start to notice about your body. And I was like, maybe I would benefit from some like magnesium to make my sleep feel better or something that would help me get energy instead of coffee. And the town I'm in in Costa Rica is a really tiny rural surf town. It's close to Tamarindo. It's like there's some health food stores. But what do you recommend recommend, especially like if you're not in the States, because you lived in Europe for a while as places to find like some supplements or like healthy staples to have around the house to boost when you need it. So I think a few things that you can find locally, I would say local honey is probably one of the best ones because that can help bring in that good bacteria that can nourish your gut. Because, you know, I think we think of stress as like sitting in traffic, but stress can be, oh my gosh, there's different microorganisms in the water. Even if you're not drinking it, you're showering with it. That is actually highly stressful on the body. Not that that is really a negative, but it is, I think that's really something important to note. So I would say local honey, that's usually something you can get no matter where you are that can help with allergies. It can help with breathing. It can help your immune system, gut bacteria. That's a really, really great one. I would say good dark chocolate. Chocolate is very, very high in magnesium. Most of us enjoy eating it too, but magnesium is your body's anti-stress mineral. And so when stress goes up, your magnesium is depleted at a much higher level. So, you know, I have chocolate, I have magnesium lotion, I have magnesium powder all in my apothecary shop, but I think just looking for a good quality dark chocolate, that can be really, really helpful. And also pay attention to those signals. Are you craving chocolate? Well, that's your body telling you something. Chocolate is a really great one. Unrefined sea salt. That's also something you pretty much can find everywhere. So this is not just your table salt. It actually is going to look a little bit more gray. If you're getting true unrefined salt, you may find like pink salt, 
my husband's military and we were stationed in Hawaii and they have a lot of black lava salt. So any of those salts, again, just not your table salt because that has been stripped of all minerals. But salt is something you usually can find anywhere. And so what that does is your adrenal glands actually control the hormones that balance your blood pressure and all those different things. And so we need to replenish sodium in order to do that. And that's all controlled by your adrenal glands. So salt your food. That's another thing. If you are craving salt, (laughs) that's a sign. And then I would also say like local herb teas. We were stationed in Spain and we used to go to this amazing boutique hotel in Portugal, in Lagos, Portugal. If anyone has been there, it's called Casa May. And they grew a lot of like their own vegetables in the garden. And every single night, this was like my little splurge. They made this nighttime tea and I would get it. And then I would go walk back to my room or sometimes I would order it if my daughter was already sleeping. But again, that is just something that can be so restorative, whether it is a sleep time tea or whether it is a tea that has like more of those immune boosting herbs like echinacea, yarrow, different things like that, that really help boost your immune system. But I would say get that local tea and anything that's fresh like that. It can be really, really good. So those are the things I would do like you can look for locally. The things that I would take to help is one of my favorites, and this is great for both your adrenal system and your immune system, is Pure Radiance Vitamin C. And I have that in my apothecary shop, and I'm not seeing to go to Walmart or somewhere like that and buy synthetic vitamin C because that actually can throw things off and your body can't actually absorb it. So choosing supplements wisely, you may be like, oh, well, that's a 20 or $30 bottle versus I can find it for cheaper for 10. But if your body's not absorbing what's in that $10 bottle, then you're actually wasting your money. So that's just a quick note about supplements, like where they come from, how they're made, the ingredients in them, all of that does matter. And that doesn't mean that more expensive is always better. But in some circumstances, it's just let's look more into the product. So Pure Radiance Vitamin C, I love that one. That is all made with like real food ingredients, berries, very, very effective. Vitamin C is depleted very rapidly under stress. We need that for our adrenal glands and then we need that for our immune system. So that would be like my top go-to. Mushroom Magic is a tincture that I have in my apothecary shop too. And this one is really, really great for cognitive focus, balancing like emotions and mood. It's a blend of adaptogenic mushrooms. So it helps your body just adapt to that incoming stressor with just a little bit more calm and ease. That's a great one. You could drop it in your mouth or you could put it in your coffee. It kind of has a vanilla cinnamony taste. And so I just keep that by my coffee pot. It's a little tincture. And so that would be a great one to like take with you. It's not going to take up much space. I love that one. I also have another one. It's called Manuka Immune Elixir and it's made with Manuka honey. And what I really like about that, it's actually on my desk. And if you have a carry on, this would get through TSA because it's small enough. But what I love about this elixir is it's one and done. And so it has that medicinal grade Manuka honey, which is very, very high in antibiotic and antiviral antimicrobial factors. But then it also has your echinacea, silver. Silver is a really great immune booster because what silver does is it actually attacks the invader cells DNA. So you're breaking down those invader cells more rapidly. And so silver is a really great one. So I love the elixir because it's just like one and done. You don't have to take a bunch of different things and it's truly so effective. So I take a dropper full every single day. And then if I'm actively sick, I'll take it like three times a day. And I have noticed, oh my goodness, I have been handling sickness 
It doesn't prevent you from getting sick, but when I do get sick, it is shorter and it's less intense since I started taking this. So that's a really great one. And then my last one would be CBD. And have you ever tried CBD? Oh yeah, for sure. Sleep is what it affects for me. Yes. So CBD affects your endocannabinoid system and CBD is gaining a lot of popularity. So this is another one, like, please just don't go to that random store on the corner. I'll just explain really quick because I think this is really important to know is that the hemp plant, when it is growing, like if you're just growing it in a field, it's very, very cleansing to the air. And so outside of factories, particularly in China, they're growing a lot of hemp to absorb those toxins. And so then they're taking that hemp from China that has absorbed, or other places, not just China, but other places that has absorbed those toxins, those pesticides, those mold, those heavy metal, all that junk in the air, and they're making CBD out of it and then making money. (laughs) So again, this is something that is a whole nother conversation, but that's something I would be happy to chat with anyone about just because I am so passionate. Like the quality really does matter because I don't just want to make a recommendation, go take CBD. And then you take something and you feel worse. I never would want to do that, but CBD is really, really great. Pretty much what it does is it just helps your body like navigate those stressors better. Amazing for sleep, anxiety, cognitive function. I would say those are the three things it comes down to. There actually is a lot of research right now in CBD blocking like SARS receptors. So SARS, COVID, all that kind of stuff, kind of getting sciencey. But that's a lot of research. I was just reading a scientific study because that's what I do. <laughs> I was reading a scientific study on that. And so that is even another thing that can nourish your adrenal glands and support a healthy immune response. But I would say particularly if anxiety is a struggle that CBD could really, really be beneficial. And we can link to some of these things or, you know, I'm always happy to chat, but again, don't just take this as, Oh, Caroline said to get some CBD. I'm just going to, you know, go grab some because again, I think you just have to add this disclaimer. Like not all of it is created equal. Does that help? This is so helpful. It's nice too, because a couple of days ago, it was near the end of my trip back home to see family. And I was starting to just feel overwhelmed with like impending travel and just simulation overload of having seen so many people and running errands and prepping and just like all the things swirling in my brain. And so my boyfriend and I decided to just like, we're just going to go on a walk. We're just going to leave the family for a second and just clear the head. So we started walking. And as we're walking, we're like, I think what we need is to establish one life priority. Because right now it feels like there's all these like competing urgencies. And priority means one. It's not like we can have three priorities. We have one. So we started boiling down like everything that's important, everything we want to focus on, everything that needs to happen by the end of the year. And we just kept like hacking and hacking and hacking away until we realized that the one core thing that affected everything else that we needed or wanted to do at the end of the year, if we could just prioritize our health, then everything else would be infinitely easier. And so we're like, our work would be better. We would have more to give to our relationship. Travel would be easier. We'd be more clear headed for like decisions in the future. And so we're like, okay, so if we spend the next four months where it's every single thing we commit to, we spend our time on our money on, if it's all through the lens of like, does this make me healthier and just see where we are in four months. So that's something we've committed to with these little micro adjustments every day, like, you know, trying to improve our like water intake or like 
do exercises that are lower impact or do a walk and talk or, you know, just these little adjustments. But one thing I've definitely wanted to do, and we've talked about so many times is like putting together my own personal, like non-negotiable travel toolkit of the things that like support my system and my needs. And it's something that I would highly recommend because as I started to put together my own little toolkit, one joke we always have is I'll be like, oh, you look so great today. I'm like, oh, it's the moisturizer. Oh, it's the serum. (laughs) I'm addicted to these things now. (laughs) And so I know that that's something you've helped me a lot with and that you help your clients with. So if anyone else is like, yes, I'm burned out. I'm so tired of just prioritizing my business or just prioritizing taking care of the kids or like doing any of the things. And this is actually the season that I need to focus on my health. How can they work with you to find a regimen that's going to work well for them? And are you even taking new clients on? <laughs> I am. I'm booked out by like, I don't know, six weeks, which I know probably in your line of work is a very short time. But for me, when people are like, my health is suffering, six weeks is a very long time. But I would say, I just want to share something really quick. I saw this a few years ago and it has always stuck with me. And it was just someone's Facebook post. And it said, if you just work an extra hour every day, and it was like adding up how much more you would get accomplished over a year. And I didn't say anything, but what I wanted to say is if you just sleep an extra hour of sleep, or if you just take that extra hour to exercise or you, oh my goodness, seriously, just like sit on the couch and eat chocolate. I know I've used that example a lot, but like if we can detox some of these things from their brain. So that is what I wanted to comment on this post. Like you will get so much more back or, you know, to someone who's saying, oh my gosh, well, Caroline, you know, you recommended this CBD and it costs $50 or a hundred dollars. But if you take that hundred dollars and you're like, wow, like I got so much more done. I am so much more focused. I'm so much more less anxious. I have the capacity to take on another client. And so you took that hundred dollars that you spent on CBD and you made a thousand more dollars, but you did so in a way that was in alignment and honoring your health. Like that's what I'm so passionate about because I am not like the person who is like, oh, go work an extra hour. I'm like, no, go sleep an extra hour. One of the biggest ways that I think a lot of people de-stress is Amazon shopping, going to Target, doing something to clear the mind. Like that hundred dollars is going to be spent probably on something mindless. But if you can intentionally invest in your energy, clear headed, feeling good, you're going to be making better decisions. And it's just like invaluable. So true. Yes. So I do work with clients. I have a lot of resources on my website, in my apothecary shop, anything that we talked about, people can send me a question. And then for a more one-on-one personalized plan, which I just think like as women, especially I'm sure there's a lot of women listening to this, like in kind of that 30 age range, goodness, like that is so key. You know, we think of midlife crisis as in your fifties and it's translating now to these earlier years. Honestly, I don't share that to scare anyone, but just to empower you, like, can you be proactive and do something about it? So I do really believe that like a one-on-one plan. And the great thing with my plans is they're pretty robust. So I usually say, okay, we'll start with these things, but there's no way you're going to accomplish the plan all at once, but you're going to get a whole plan. And so I always tell people, I'm like, print it out. 
highlight like three things you can accomplish. And then we can kind of fine tune if people want to, you know, have a follow up in a few months, we can kind of fine tune it. But I had one client and she was like, I have never even been given this much information by my doctor. And that was a big compliment to me. But I do think that's the great thing when I kind of give you this whole picture is you don't have to jump into everything right away, but you still have access to that whole protocol and all that information. And so that's something you know, it may seem a little overwhelming, but once you get that highlighter out and you start, you know, just choosing a few things that you can do, it's very, very manageable. Well, thank you so much. This has been so helpful to me. I know it's going to be very helpful to a lot of people listening because these conversations about stress and burnout and overwhelm and lethargy while you're working is just ongoing. And this is going to be really, really helpful. So thank you again so much for being on the podcast. And where can people find you online? Yes, my website is Flourish, but the URL is flourish-living.com. And then the apothecary website is flourishapothecary.com. And I'm on Instagram, Caroline, two underscores Potter, kind of all over the place, but it's just what works. I love it so much. Well, thank you again and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, sweet Katie. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Brands Without Borders. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching the show on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. You can also tune in as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. You can support future episodes of Brands Without Borders by leaving a review and sharing this episode with your fellow travelers and work friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a future episode. To see where in the world I am, follow me on Instagram at Brands Without Borders pod, and I'll see you on the next episode.